Welcome to the Navigation Church Podcast, featuring practical and encouraging weekly messages from one of our pastors or featured guests. Make sure and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a single message. Every message is committed to helping you discover and take your next step in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here's today's message with Pastor David Amston. Normally at this time, I say the phrase, hey, who's ready to hear from the Word of God? And the seven people go crazy this morning. Uh, This morning, we're going to continue in our conversation, walking into the new. And one of the things that we have to recognize that there is an enemy in front of us that we're going to have to overcome barricades and belief systems. So to get there today, I'm going to do a review of the whole conversation we've had so far, but very quickly, um, because you're going to see there's a reason why I've wanted to stay in one story this whole time. It's so that we can take time to continue to unpack it. And so one of the things that we covered, and if you don't know about this, you can go read in the book of Genesis towards the end and the beginning of Exodus. Genesis means the beginning. What was it the beginning of? Everything. It was the beginning of the world. It was the beginning of creation. But it was also the beginning of family. It was the beginning of covenant. It was the beginning of nations. It was the beginning of languages. And so you had a nation that God wanted to pull out and be his own. That would be the children of Israel. There was one small dilemma, though. They were in captivity in Egypt. You may remember the, the story about a guy named Joseph who went to Egypt and his brothers sold him into slavery and he went from pit to a prison to the palace. And, or I got those mixed up a little bit, all those peas in there. But eventually, Joseph was second in charge of everything in Egypt. His family came because they needed food. And upon them coming, Joseph brought the entire, if we can say it, eventually the whole nation of Israel into Egypt. But 430 years later, they were still in captivity. The children of Israel were crying out for help. God heard that, sent Moses. Moses went along with Aaron to deliver the children of Israel from captivity out of Egypt. And when they left, there was 600, we find this in Exodus 12, 33 through uh, 42, 600,000 men, not including women and children, Exodus. So can we just say this? About 3 million people left. I know that it's a nice round number. I could never prove it, but that kind of mentally, I think we're safe with that number. Three million people left. And when they left, the Egyptians, they gave them gold, they gave them silver, they gave them clothing. The children of Israel had everything they needed to do what? To go start a nation. But a few things that we found in week number one is that God is committed for you to be free. Not just from the environment that you're currently in, but the mindset and the struggle that will indeed follow you to where you go next. And so God wants you to be free. The important thing, and I didn't take time to get into this story. Do you know that there were 10 plagues that the children of Israel uh, or actually God put on the Egyptians? And if you go, 10 is a nice random number. How do we get into that? Wouldn't you know, wouldn't you believe that there were 10 gods in Egypt that one at a time our God seemed to conquer? 
And so you, you have these 10 plagues, or more than that, but it's God's way of showing us that he wants us to be free, free indeed, free from everything. The second thing we learned is trust the journey, not the path. We're going to talk about this a little bit more today, but it dawned on me. If you don't know what I mean about trust the journey, not the path, I need you to go watch the very first Karate Kid movie. Okay. That's your homework. Go watch Karate Kid. Because until you understand, wax on, wax off. Until you understand San Miflor. And I, is that accent? That's a really bad accent of Miyagi. I think it's all right. The moment you watch Karate Kid and you understand that it's about the journey, not the path, that's when you're going to understand what God has for your life. Because if you think God takes you in the shortest direction every time to achieve your destiny, you're going to be sadly mistaken. He takes us on a journey. Why does he take us on a journey? God wants us to recognize our weaknesses so that we can see his strengths. We covered all that in week number one. You can go uh, back and uh, listen to that. But you need to know this. The God that is with us is greater than the gods that are against us. I'm going to say that again because no one amen here. I think you're saying amen online right now, and you're going to hit the thumbs up button. You're going to hit amen. You're going to do something because you need to understand this journey that you're on, that the God wants you to be free. The God that is with you is greater than the gods that are against you. So we covered all that in week number one. Then week number two brought us to this. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mindset because your life will go in the direction of your greatest thoughts. So we had to realize that we have an enemy within us. It's our own brain. It's our own thinking. It's our own mindset. And so you have to understand that your life will go in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So our thoughts need to be on God. Our thoughts need to be on our destiny. Our thoughts need to be on the promises that he's given us. Why? Because when we start walking those paths, we will forge a new pathway. I don't know if you remember last week, we talked about pathways that are in my mind. Actually, give me camera two for just one second. Can we do that? Camera two right here. Ready? Here's what we're going to do. There's a pathway in our life that we always seem to walk. And you know what I mean. You wake up or you you're, come home from work you're a little bit frustrated, you're feeling down, you have a pathway right to that refrigerator to go get some chocolate or some ice cream to make yourself feel better. There is a chance, naturally speaking, we can talk about your money, we can talk about your relationships, we have these pathways, but what happens when we need a new pathway with God? And that's what we're going to talk about a lot for today because there is a, can I say it this way, a paper enemy. There is a barrier. There is a belief system sitting in front of us that it's time for us to break through. So how do you break through? And remember, this is not a self-help set of sermons on a, uh, in January to help with your New Year's resolution. New Year's resolutions are going to come and go unless we change our mindset and our belief system. So how do you forge a new path? How do you walk into this new day that God's calling you? And today, I, I'm sorry to do this, guys. I, I have some points. I have like point one, two, three, and four. So just stick with me for a minute. And if you need help, the moderator is going to be dropping in the notes for you, but you could be taking notes, download the app. Here's the first thing I'm going to say is you need to have a clear plan. Step number one in walking into the new, I see in reading the scripture, there's a clear plan. Exodus 14, one through four. Then the Lord said to Moses, so now can we say it this way? The head, the general is speaking, or the, the head of the army is speaking to the general. He said, tell the Israelites to turn back 
and encamped near Phi Haroth between Gidol and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite of Baal Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed, hemmed in by the desert. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. I will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israel did this. This is great. So I read all this and you have no idea what I'm talking about unless you had a map sitting in front of you. So let me tell you what you would see. The children of Israel are headed towards the promised land. God now tells them to turn their back on where they're supposed to be going. And so you remember this, trust the journey, not the path. I think, I, I think I'm just going to keep saying it. Trust the journey, not the path. Because day number one, God had them turn their back on where they were going. Then what he said is the purpose of doing this is to cause confusion. We need Pharaoh to think one thing even though we know something differently. It seems to me as if God has a very well-laid plan when it comes to how the children of Israel are leaving. When it comes to you stepping into your new day, you need to have a plan. I, heard, I had one of my pastors say this to me recently. He said, uh, he was actually asking me questions about my life and where I'm at. And one of the things was with finances and kids and retirement and all this. And he said this, hope is a great strategy when it comes to God. But hope is a terrible strategy when it comes to most other things. And so if you just hope to step into a new day, you're never going to hit there. Less by luck and chance. But, and I know I've said this before and I'm going to say it again, when it comes to our life, amateurs learn by mistakes, professionals learn by coaches. And so if you are needing to step into a new realm of your life, and let's use finances for instance, and you just think you doing better of what you've always done, what you've always done is put you into bankruptcy. What you've always done is put you into debt. What you need to do is find someone, and by the way, we here at Navigation Church have individuals for you. How do you find a coach that gives you a very set and clear set of plans even if it doesn't make sense to you. What do you mean I need to take all my money and put it into envelopes? Like that doesn't make sense to you. No, what makes sense to you is debt, but you need someone else that you trust to show you freedom. And so right here, we see that God has a very well laid out plan for you. So my question for you in this new year, as you're stepping into the new, what is the new thing that you want in your life? And who is the person that you're going to find to coach you? Because if you look at your life and your business that you're running, and you have a good month and then you have a bad month. You have high revenue and then one month you have low revenue. How do I start with a consistent path? Let me ask you this. Who is running the business that you would love to own? And are you willing to go to them? If your marriage right now is having tough times and relationship is down and communication is low, my question for you is who is the person that you look around and go, they have a marriage I think I want. They have a marriage that seems like it's open communication. I need you to go find that individual and say this, can you prescribe a set of plans for me that is very clear that I can start walking through in order for me to walk into the new day? I know this sounds like self-help. 
But I'm just going to let you know, I'm only pointing out what I see in the Bible. And the Bible says this, God had a very clear plan on how to bring out deliverance. Solomon says it like this in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun. The freedom that you're looking for, the education you need, the job that you prescribe to, the marriage that you want, I'm freezing, all my words are running together now. <laughs> There is someone out there that has achieved that, and I can promise you this, that they want to share their experiences with you. So number one, if you're like, well, I'm always a failure, well, find someone who's not, because there is a chance you are a loser, but a winner wants to bring you alongside with them. So can I say it like that? I think I can say it like that. Yeah. Hey, everyone on chat, vote now. Am I allowed to call you a loser? Because there it is. Step number two. I, this, you're, you're not going to believe this, but you got to trust me on this. You have everything that you need now to move forward. Amen. Exodus 14, 15 through 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move. Have you ever been to a spot in your life where you're just like, hey, God, hey, God, hey, God, why, why, why? You know, we, we just, if I had this, if I had that. And the Lord said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move. Take the staff that's currently in your hand, raise the staff, stretch it out over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. What was the staff in Moses' hands? The staff in Moses' hand was the one thing that he had got used to in life throughout his entire time of training. When Moses was in the wilderness overseeing sheep, he had the staff to do what? The staff, the, the, the rod of correction, and the staff to lead. He was able to lead the sheep. He was able to defend the sheep. He had the staff. Then God came to him and said, Hey, Moses, I'm going to send you into Egypt. I need you to overthrow a, a, a Pharaoh. Which, by the way, not quite his words, but that's what Moses would have been thinking. And Moses goes, I don't have anything to be able to, like, well, what am I going to take? And God said, What is it that's in your hand? God had him throw that staff to the ground. And by the way, if you're new to Christ, this is going to sound really weird, but don't worry, we think the whole Nile turned into blood. So like he threw the staff down and it turned into a snake. There's so many times that we play the what if game. And ready for this one? If we had a bigger church, if we had a church that could uh, hold heat, if we were closer to the highway, if we, if we, if we, if we live the what if game, we list, we miss the present moment that we get to live in with God. And I will say this, if we play the what if game long enough, we turn it into blaming God for what he hasn't done for us. And God now becomes the reason our excuses are built on why we're not moving forward with him. But if I recognize what God has given to me. Now I have a spirit of gratitude in my life that may be desperately missing. And I need to talk to you right here, camera two. I know you're on me. Ready for this? When it comes to gratitude in our life, gratitude is the doorway to what we should be living with when it comes to a right side, healthy character in our life. So let me ask you this today. What is the thing in your hand that you have? Well, I only have a high school graduation. Congratulations, you can read. Go do the research. What research? On the plan that someone else has laid out before you. You can go and read it. Well, my marriage isn't the best. Congratulations, you found someone to say yes initially. Now let's work on it, 
right? Now let's have those conversations. Don't throw that marriage away. You've already invested 10 years of your life there. You think you're going to find someone new to come in and replace the old with the perfection that you wanted? No, you're the problem. It's time to work on it. Man, I think I like preaching without anyone here. I know I can go really blunt with this. Listen, we may just go straight online. We won't. I miss seeing you guys. I'll be honest with you. So you have what it takes unless you play the what if or if I had game. If I had this, if I had more money, if I had a better spouse, if I had kids that would pay attention, if I, if I, if I, but I promise you this, you have exactly what you need now to move into the new. And as you move into the new, this is point number three. Ready for this? Don't let your vision get clouded. Exodus 14, 10 through, or 8 through 10. Then the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that now Pharaoh, he pursued the Israelites who were, I love this line, ready for this? Do me a favor, online, leave, leave the scripture up for a minute because I'm going to come right back to it. Okay, and these Israelites, they were marching out boldly. Then the Egyptians and all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horses, horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them. Where did they overtake them? They overtook them in a camp that they shouldn't have been in facing a direction that wasn't their plan. This is the camp. And as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. So here's why I want to leave the scripture up. Everyone online, watch this with me. On verse number eight, they boldly marched out. Verse 10, and for those who can't count, that's the verse after nine. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. In two verses, they went from boldly marching to freaked out. And here's why. Let's, can, can you do me a favor? This is, this is in the Bible, but it's better in my head. Let me explain what I mean by that. So we know for a fact that Pharaoh loaded up 600 of his choice chariots to chase after Israel. Israel at this point, was hemmed in. That's what God told us earlier. Pharaoh will think that they're hemmed in. So now they're in this box. They're in this trap. And all of a sudden, 600 chariots are coming after them. Could I just say, in my brain, if 600 chariots were coming through the desert, my guess is it's kicking up quite a dust storm. And isn't it amazing how it's all of a sudden the, the dust of life, the things of life start kind of happening our vision gets clouded of the truth the truth is pharaoh wasn't a problem the river wasn't a problem the sea wasn't a problem the hills wasn't a problem you know why because the god next to me was bigger than the god for them but all of a sudden the dust starts settling up and you started with boldness in january you started with boldness on your new year's resolution you started with boldness to work on your relationship you started with boldness to, for the business you've always wanted but then all of a sudden the dust of life starts clouding your vision and you realize no one wants to hand it to you for free you realize that there's a reason they call it hard work and not just work. There's a reason why you, you went to get your doctorate before, but you stayed back. You know why? Because studying stinks. And I'm sorry, if you're one of those people that love studying, I honor you. That ain't me, though. And all of a sudden, this turmoil starts kicking out. 
And here's one of the things that I find most interesting. If you want to know if you're allowing the, the dust of life to cloud your vision, I believe that God actually gives us a very keen insight right now on what we do as followers of God. And here's what it is. So they said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to bring us out, uh, us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than die in the desert. Here's one of the things that I find very interesting. All of a sudden, when we're unhappy with God, we find a spiritual leader to turn on. Why weren't they talking to God? Why weren't they talking to this massive cloud during the day and a fire, a pillar of fire at night? It's easier for us to take our spiritual frustrations out on spiritual leaders than to have honest conversations with ourselves and the God who's putting us through it. If you ever find yourself saying things like, boy, that church just doesn't feed me anymore. My question is, where's your fork and knife? At what point did it become a pastor's job to cut up all your food into bite size? I do like preaching when no one's here. This is a lot easier. This is a lot because I don't know how you're responding right now. Here's what I know. I know our viewership rate is going through the floor right now because of what I'm saying. But the fact is that the children of Israel do what we do in 2024, we would rather blame a spiritual leader than allow God to do his complete work in us. So the children of Israel, they were getting clouded vision. The crazy thing is, it was the prescribed plan that God set ahead of time. Why do you have to find that person in your life to speak into your life? Because they've already walked the journey that you're desiring to go through. And when all of a sudden you start losing faith and you go, I don't have what it takes. No, 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 you do have what it takes. You got your staff in your hand. You got your education you came from. You got your family upbringing. You got to drive. You got grit. You got whatever that takes. You need that outside coach to be able to say that to you, to make sure you keep walking the path. And when that path gets hard and your vision starts getting clouded, you have someone going, hey, man, we knew this was going to happen. Hey, we knew the enemy was coming. Hey, we knew that these times were going to be tough. And then it brings us to point number four. And I want to spend a couple minutes here because I want to try to lay out a picture for you. But point number four, here, here's the official title. You'll see this in the app notes and they're going to throw it up. It's this. Your next victory comes after your next step of faith. So if there was going to be a subtitle, it would have to be this. And I'm going to say this phrase, but please give me a couple minutes to explain why I'm going to say it like this. It's time to go to hell and back. Now, I know the moment I say that, I don't want to be a shock jock pastor throwing out, oh, was that a cuss word? No, we have to see this the way the children of Israel do. Because if not, our prayers will eventually devolve versus evolve. If we don't see what God is taking us through, eventually they will devolve into blame shifting. They will devolve into accusation. They will devolve into God just help me versus evolve in our understanding of who God is, the God next to us versus the God in front of us. So 
I need to paint this picture because here's the scripture. Let's, I, uh, w- let's go ahead and read this scripture and then we're going to unpack it for a while and this will finish our time together. Exodus 14, 26 through 29. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand. What's he stretching out with? His staff. What is the staff? Everything he needs for this moment in his life. God said, I have a prescribed plan for you. Now it's time for you to uncloud your vision and do what I've called you to. Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. So Moses stretched his hand out over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back, covered the chariots and the horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a water wall of water on their right and on their left. So it starts out like this. Moses stretches his hand, the waters pull back, and and honestly, I, I don't I don't fully know what happened. Because a couple things would have happened. Either all of it froze, and this wall went up and it stayed frozen. I kind of think it's a the Nile River, which means it's flowing in one direction. I've always liked the thought that the one side continued to grow and grow and grow as the other side got less and less and less because the river kept flowing. Now, there could be, there could be, there could be. There's all these things, but here's what we know. Moses stretched his hand, sea opened up, children of Israel went through. When they got on the other side, Moses lifted his hand, the water came and crushed upon the Egyptians. That's the story we know. But here's what we, we miss the nuance of this. I wonder if Pharaoh and his people thought they were winning as the children of Israel were running into the Nile. Why do I say that? Because when it comes to the Egyptian belief system, they believe that the way to uh, move over into the afterlife was to pass through the Nile onto the Sea of Reeves where they would take this boat, and on this boat, they go through this dangerous passage where there'd be fire, where there'd be serpents, to eventually get to this God that would weigh their heart on a scale. And if your heart was less than that of a feather, that you were able to move in and live the happy life, the Sea of Reeves, you were able to move into the eternal realm and be there. Now, of course, if your heart was too heavy, this, and I kid you not, like, alligator hippo rhinoceros like this this god thing and i can't even remember all three parts it would come and eat your heart and then you'd be in the eternity of we would use the word damnation so the egyptians believed the way to the afterlife was through this nile where you would get onto a boat to go through the sea of reeves and i'm just wondering this is speculation now we don't have history of this but I'm kind of reading into it. Is there a chance that when Pharaoh was coming up behind the children of Israel and all of a sudden the Nile opens up its river, what is the Nile? The Nile is a place where all the gods could reside. The Nile is a place where all these deities would go to. Now all of a sudden these 10 gods that were defeated by Moses in, the, in Egypt is now opened up the gates of hell against the children of Israel. 
and Pharaoh is driving the children of Israel into this sea of reeds, into the Nile, in order for the gods to deal with them. And think about this. The children of Israel would have had 430 years of learning about this type of thinking. The only thing they know is to get into the afterlife. I have to go through this river and getting into this sea of reeds. I'm going to have to go and do God. And all these different gods are going to be there waiting for us. Is there a chance the children of Israel graciously walked into this open hell gate? Or is it a chance that God allowed them to be driven into it? When I say you may have to go to hell and back, to live your next freedom, I'm saying that there is a mental belief system of what's ahead of you, but the reality is that's not what's ahead of you. It's a belief system that we have out there that we have to face that it may be hell on our mind. It may be hell on our emotion. It may be hell with our internal belief system. But the fact is the God who's walking next to you wants to take you to hell and back because that's the links that he was willing to go for you for your eternal salvation. And so now you have the children of Israel. And by the way, I don't know this. This is what makes sense to me. They have lived under the belief system that the gods are in this water, that this is where we have to go. And now all of a sudden it's dry ground and they're walking and the water's not calling on top of us. And they get through it and all of a sudden they get through and they're like, listen, we didn't die. Our heart's not being judged. We're not on a boat going to an afterlife with a God who's going to weigh our heart against a feather. And all of a sudden they stand on the other side and this wrong belief system that has been chasing after them is barreling down on them. And God says this, now let me show you what total defeat of past belief systems and minds looks through. It isn't because Christianity is easy. It isn't because life is supposed to be a bed of roses. It's because we walk a path of freedom on a journey that God has called us to. And once we get past it, the old sin, the old belief, those old gods, they come crashing down and we stand on the other side and go, the God who's with us. It's greater than the gods that are against us. The path that he's called me to, it makes no sense whatsoever. But I'm standing on firm foundation right now. I'm standing on the other side of my defeat. I'm standing on the other side of my victory. I'm standing on the other side of a broken mindset that brought me to bankruptcy, shame, guilt, uh, 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 a wrong belief system of who you are and whose you are. So now the children of Israel standing on the other side, and here's this, I, and again, I just, I'm trying to say it in the context in which I'm saying it. They went to hell and back, and they survived because of who they had walking with them. If you think stepping in the new day in 2024 should be easy because you wrote it down on a piece of paper, I can't tell you that it's going to be easy. That's not what I'm seeing. We we fight. Sometimes we fight on our knees. And we allow worship to be the greatest part of our battle. Next week, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Because until you start building some memorial stones, until you start putting some places of worship up that you can come back to, and can I say this? Until you have a gratitude list, that you can come back to 
and say, listen, I know I'm suffering from this, but man, I remember when, I, I, I got a bad report today, but I remember three years ago, I, I fell off a roof. I remember three years ago, I was in a bad accident. I remember three years ago, I had blood clots and I should have died. I remember, hang on a second, this report doesn't matter that much. Why? Because I have a God who's already taken me through hell and back. Oh, man, you know, the economy, you know, we got an election coming up. You ready to talk political? Ready for that? We got an election coming up. Blah, 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 blah. Man, we've had a lot of elections in the past. God is still on his throne. No one's taking him off of it. Until we start having those memorial stones. But you know how you get memorial stones? You walk through hell and back. You recognize the paper wall that's in front of you. And realize that paper wall was put up by a God. But the God wants me to walk through it. The God is the one that's calling me. Wait, but God, it's in that direction. Oh, I know. That's why I have you head in this direction. I know it's in that direction, but I need you to head this direction because there's going to be a time where you have to realize you can't do it on your own and we need the strength of God in our life. And oh, by the way, while I do this, I'm choosing to make Pharaoh's hearts a little harder so the attack on you is a little greater. <laughs> what? That's the God we serve? I mean, it's, it's written. That's what I did. I want it to be harder. Why? Because when you see that if you move out where you're supposed to, and you take your next step, your next step could be your last step into the victory that you've always wanted. And then when God eventually moves your pathway to the victory he's called you to, when you get there, you're the children of Israel on the other side, and everyone's dead, you just do this. Well, I had nothing to do with that. It gives us a proper perspective. I didn't make that water go up. I didn't make that water come back down. You know who did this? That's my God. And now... I will find new places of worship that I've never had before. It's time for you to step into your new. And when, and again, please hear the context in which I'm saying it. When you go to walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, when it feels like hell is there in front of you, you can fear no evil. Because his rod and his staff are there with you. God, I thank you for the new day. Lord, it's interesting. I'm praying right now after preaching this sermon of moving into the new day to a camera. Because sometimes, Lord, it feels like we're still stuck in an old day. But Lord, my old day worship shouldn't sound any different than my new day celebration. You are a good God. I pray for anyone who's listening to this right now that you have you, you started out this year with the best intentions, but you're already feeling frustrated. Your, your vision is getting clouded. You're starting to blame shift. Finding a pastor, finding a faith, finding a church to blame. And I just say this to you today. May the peace that Moses understood rest upon you. Step into the leadership of your spiritual life, not the follower that the children were. 
I pray for that of Moses anointing to be able to clearly hear from God and to step into these places. May they rest upon your life right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to the belief systems that you have of this open mouth Nile River, hell is waiting, damnation is coming, eternal judgment's near. I speak to those mindsets right now and I say peace and life. I pray that you step into what this new day is, not without fear, but with anticipation of what God has for you and where he's calling you. I thank God for his journey that he has you on right now. Lord, don't leave us out in the desert. Come on, if you're, on, if you're listening to me right now, pray with me. Pray at home. I don't care if you type it in the chat or not. Just take 30 seconds and say, God, don't leave me in the desert. Can you do that? I'm going to stop talking. Ask God, don't leave you in the desert. Ask him to make that fire cloud bright. Ask him to make that cloud of protection at night all-encompassing. Ask God to protect your heart right now. Ask him to protect the vision you have for your new day. Ask the Holy Spirit to overcome your enemies for you. Come on, pray with me. Don't, don't, sit, don't sit idly by as we do this. Come on, let's finish strong today. Pushing into God. Ask God to f- complete His full work in your deliverance story. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every life, every set of ears, every mind, and every heart that heard this today. Now, Holy Spirit, let's take the truths of the word and apply them to who we are. May that application bring glory to your name. Come on now. Hey, do me a favor. Hit amen. Put a little thumbs up. Clapping hands. Do some type of emoji reaction. Something in the chat right now. Let me know that you receive what God has for you. Here's what we're going to do. We are finishing up. Uh, oh, I want to help you this week. Uh, I have a reading plan for you. Now this one, I believe this one is only four days long, but uh, they're throwing it up uh, in the chat right now. It's called Paper Walls. Uh, You should be receiving an email. If you have our uh, app, make sure to have your notifications on. We'll send you a push notification. But on the Bible app, I want to invite you to read this. I believe it's four days long, and it's called Paper Walls, and I found it very powerful to go along with our conversation today. But for right now, I'm going to let you go. Be safe. I'm hearing that there's some more inclement weather coming in today, so be safe. Take care of yourself and your family. If you want to know more about Navigation Church, get on the website, download our app. Growth Track is starting up in the beginning of February, and this is going to be a big class. You're going to want to be a part of it. Uh, And then don't forget, NAV students, tonight you're going to meet at Burt's in a nice warm building to be able to fellowship together. But until next week, may God bless you, may he keep you, may his face shine down upon you, and may the tool that God has inside your hand right now become so evident to you that no death hell or the grave intimidates you because god has given you what you need to move into the day that he's calling you in and may the holy spirit overwhelm you with power maybe overwhelm you with um uh anticipation of what the future has for you god 
Thanks again for joining us this week on the Navigation Church Podcast. We hope this message strengthened and encouraged you in the next step of your journey. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating and review. And if you want more information about Navigation Church or wish to connect with us in more ways, visit navchurch.org, download the Nav app in your app or Google Play Store, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and even like the Navigation Church page on Facebook. And again, make sure and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a single message. For now, know Navigation Church is always here to help you discover and take your next step in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ.